0: hello dog fan Hello Lou Oh good Well there's one what up dogs? Uh, you know this just makes me happy. You know I'm
1: glad to hear that because and your I, happiness is my happiness and I
0: want to be happy who doesn't It's well, like you know it's like winning who wants, to, like who wants winning. to lose? God. You know, it, it, in my show notes, I wrote down one of the things I wanted to talk about, and that was, how does Terrence feel about losing? So as we welcome Richard, Terrence, would you like to tell us how you feel about losing? Let me make myself
1: perfectly fucking clear. I fucking hate losing. It makes me ill in my stomach. It. It turns me into a bigger prick than I already am, which is saying a lot. I love to win, but the fucking losing, the losing, I can't, I can't handle it. It's, it's just unhealthy.
2: Richard hates losing so much. He invented my favorite saying about losing as in the W doesn't fit in the fucking overhead compartment. So we're all on the same page.
1: I don't know, Richard. He's told me many times it's about the competition. It's about, it has nothing to do with wins and losses. It's about team building and just making, you know, and, <laughs> and, and helping your own, own self esteem. He said that numerous times.
3: Yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah said healthy, nobody. Healthy competition. Right. Sure. It's about personal <laughs> growth when you lose.
1: Mm.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Terrence, I, I believe Richard also might have included moral victories. Mm. Oh yeah, he's big on that, big time. Yeah, yeah. silver
2: linings—that's
0: all that really matters. And 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 he might have used good losses, quality losses. Right.
2: Yeah. He whose name will never be mentioned on this podcast—he used to talk about silver linings. I don't know if you guys remember that, <laughs> but I'll never fucking remember that. Forget
0: that. Uh, uh, actually, oh. well, a, couple, that a couple, a couple things, a couple things, just to get this bus back on the road. This is the first time this season that all four of us are on the podcast.
1: Well, I am, I am raising my Negroni and toasting you three bastards right now. Cheers to us.
0: Oh, man, wow. here's a man who does not like to lose, and is ready for the podcast.
1: Yes. I like it. Yes, I am.
0: Ready to go. Rumor has it we're 4-0. Oh. It's
3: a fact. We went 1-0 oh again last week.
1: That's all we got to do, one at a time. Yep.
0: Just stack oh, it right. up. I was stuck up. at the kiosk when a dear family member of mine could not scan and we missed I heard the roar of the crowd and I missed Mr. Ulafuccio.
3: Can I just say how much I love having hard physical tickets and not having to scan that BS at the at the gate? It's a beautiful thing. I don't that, have to worry
0: that, about that. Yeah. That in no way surprises me. I'm yeah, working really- on my I'm working on my Negroni right now. And Richard, you'll be happy to know that I'm choosing the glass with the K on it.
3: Well, good job, Karen. Karen? <laughs> right. Even though
0: I may not be a loser,
3: I'm still a Karen. That's right. That's what you get for driving that car, both of those cars. Don't, don't you talk about my wife's car. <clears throat>
0: the one that you drive? I drove it today, and <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, well, it there goes go. fast. Yeah. So what did I miss, and what happened on the field with our middle linebacker, Richard? He just stepped in front of a pass and took it to
3: the house. It was a beautiful story. Oh
0: dear.
3: I mean, oh, Eddie's my been my guy. I've been cheering for him for a while and I knew that his coming back was gonna do wonders for the defense. I mean, he's just a presence in the middle. And he yeah. you know, he controls things and he's you know, he's, there's a reason he's a captain and it's just it's great to have him back in the fold.
2: Fully agree. He really is, and he's physical, you know.
0: Absolutely, he's stout.
3: Always has been. Yeah. Have you
0: ever heard him in an interview? Yep. Sure. He is an impressive man.
1: Yep. that he is. Eddie is.
0: Um, he's not all about football. He's about family. He's about academics, like for real, as in pra- planning on going to medical school.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm hoping hat. those plays get. I'm hoping those plans get delayed for a few years while he's, you know, finishing off a. Of, Great season for us, and then maybe go into the league.
0: Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, because all the Denver Broncos really need is another
2: linebacker. Hmm. Sorry, I've left what? Left. What? sorry, I'm
0: sorry, I'm Sorry. Easy on the
2: segues here.
0: <laughs> <Dude>.
1: <laughs> I want to take your knee out for saying that right now.
0: Oh, I did it! I did it. Where did that come from? Jesus. Well, I'm still mixing my Negroni. I don't have my game face on. I'm getting there. Well, the drink it so you can shut the hell up then. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Back to you, Bob.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a nice way to start a game. No yeah. doubt. I'll quickly say uh, as, as it was happening, uh, like for me, the punt return for a touchdown is one of the most exciting plays that you can see in football. And it's also one of those plays that you want to be in the stands. Like, I love watching football on TV, and I'm so okay with it. You know, uh, it's such a great sport, you know, on television. But when I saw that, I was just thinking of you, Richard. And, you know, that that was just some electric shit.
3: Well, full confession, as as, as soon as I saw Rome back there, I was like, oh. I don't want him back there catching punts. Why is he? Why is he back there? And after about the first half a second, when he he gets past the first guy, my buddy and buddy that I'm sitting with turns to me and goes, "That's why." That's why. Exactly. And because you just knew he was busting it open at that point. I mean, it was just it was it was electric. Uh, That's why Desmond was, Howard was out there. Yeah. You know?
1: Was, yeah, that, well, was that the first punt return since Dante Pettis?
3: Since the one we saw in Utah, absolutely. Is that right? Yep. Since then, yep. that's, that's crazy. the last one.
1: Yep. That's crazy. That's that would be seven
3: years one. ago.
0: Yep. Yep. Wow.
3: Glad I was there to see that. No kidding, knuckleheads. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I was
0: also in the stands. Yeah. And I was in the west end, and he ran right into our lap. did. I
1: would going forward, I I wouldn't mind if he didn't return punts, though. Not that I don't want his production, but I kind of want him out there on offense healthy.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you've already got uh, J-Mac banged up. Yeah. Um, While we've got those two guys' names in our mouths, I did get a... (laughs) interesting chuckle yesterday out of the honks when Mario was like, look, Roma Dunze the best receiver on the team, but J Max, the toughest. And I agree with him. Yep. I mean, the grit and the junkyard dog and J Max just, you know, can't really be matched. But, uh, I mean, Oh, clearly a, an amazing generational talent for our program. And, uh, but J Max, he's, he's the guy, the grit. You got to have that
0: on your team. I- I love this argument because you could turn around and then make that same argument for Mr. Polk. Did you see his fingertips catching that ball as it narrowed? Oh yeah,
3: that was that was uh, that was an amazing catch. I mean, look, here's the fear, guys. I hate to break it to you. Everyone's like, oh well, you know, uh, J Mac and Odunze are going to go pro after this year, but you know, Jalen, I'll oh, wait maybe Jalen Polk goes pro too, because he could easily end up with a third grade, third round grade uh, to get drafted. So let's, I mean, I I hate the thought of losing him, uh, but it wouldn't shock me at this stage. He's playing so well. Well,
1: here's a question as a, as a pro, as a pro prospect, is Jalen Polk a better prospect than Jalen McMillan because of his speed because I think he's faster. Well, I don't know if he's
3: faster, but he's definitely got a little bigger frame-wise. Yeah, he... Uh, <sighs> that's a fair question about, you know, long-term. I, th- I do think Jalen McMillan's going to thrive as a slot guy. Oh, totally. On Sundays. He, he's going to do just fine. And teams are going to love him. And, you know, uh, but Polk, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to criticize anything about Polk. He's
0: He's done great. It wouldn't surprise me at all if all three of those guys are drafted and early. Well, especially if the team
1: has success that we're hoping for. It's funny how many guys get drafted off of teams that that win well. Just just look at Georgia. Yeah. Now, granted, they got some full-on fucking talent, but but it but it, it is amazing when you know team team win seems to go to individual um Achievement as well, and, and, and accolades.
0: Yeah. So, Bone, what you're saying is Denzel Boston's going to be going to be drafted this year.
1: <laughs> no, I no, I'm not saying. Oh, we lost Jonathan. Um, no, I'm not saying that. Um, I do think that 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 Jeremy is probably not long for the program either, because that guy that guy's got a pro football frame to him. It'll be really interesting to see what he looks like when he's a featured, a featured receiver. Yeah, Uh, I'm not worried about him
3: going after this year, though. Oh no! Well, he can't.
1: No, he's because he's a he's a pure
0: sophomore. Um,
3: He'd have to play at least
0: one more year. Boy, the upside with that guy is exciting. Oh, big time! Talk about an embarrassment of riches.
1: Well, you know, and they were and they were real high on those guys that. That um, the freshman receiving group they brought in too—they're high on those guys too. Lions, I mean, like, yeah. What uh, and Tayshon Lyons, yeah. And Keith Reynolds, I think, is another guy that's supposed to be super fast. Is it him? He's a, he's a smaller he's a smaller dude. He's a slot guy, I guess. Um,
0: there were there was there was three of them, wasn't there? That came in, man. If if you are a receiver and you are looking at where you want to play, who's going to showcase your talents, right? And you're not looking at Washington. That you're not thinking straight. Well,
1: the only thing that that I would say to that is, who's your quarterback next year?
3: I'm thinking it's Dylan Morris. Yeah, if you ask for a crystal ball right now, I'm going to think D. gets think the so, start in the first game.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I'm and and obviously, I think we're all huge fans of that guy, and I definitely am. But the drop off between him and Michael Penix.
3: Well, that's, you know, there's obviously a drop-off. I mean, Michael's <laughs> Michael's who he is. And, but I have been satisfied with how Dylan's operated the offense coming in and mop-up duty. And, you know, it's always different when you are starting the game and uh, the main guy. But uh, he looks a whole lot better than he did. Yep. And um, he's definitely growing with the offense. So – I mean, yeah. is he gonna? I mean, what's our record gonna be next year? I don't know, but it, you know, I don't think double-digit wins is probably in our
0: future next year. Well, no, talk but, about talk about yeah. a guy who went out to dinner and someone offered him a shit sandwich. Look who he had as a coach, in particular. Look at his offensive coordinator, offensive being the keyword there. Look at the game plan and the position he was put in. That guy could have been Spider-Man and still failed. Agreed. Agreed. They set him up to
1: fail. That he had he had no chance. Um absolutely no chance. You know, you know they could have if they would have had any kind of a competent offense, they could have hung with Michigan. The, you know, the year, the year we were there. Because their defense actually played really well. Remember that first half? But, you know, when your offense gives you give you diddly squat, you're dead in the water. You know, I mean, I, I feel bad for that guy. And then, you know, and, and, then, and then benched him at the end. I mean, t- talk about giving him a, just a bad rap. It was terrible. Right. That was a
0: terrible decision. Terrible. To start And, and to, his, in the to his credit, he took it on the chin. Oh, that dude! That dude
1: is—I mean, if you want to talk about a guy that's this that's devoted to the program, <laughs> that's the guy we're talking about. Is that? Yeah, dude. for sure, for sure. Yeah.
3: He's, he deserves. I, I'm hoping for good things for him in the long run, cool. and, I, and I hope he gets uh, a chance
0: I, to quarterback the UW football team. Yeah, again, I, I agree, and I would amend that a little bit. I would say I hope he gets to compete for the starting job. And I hope that someone whose name we don't know currently comes in a la Michael Penix, too, and keeps us at this level.
3: Well, I don't think you're going to bring in a high-profile uh, guy next year simply because you got Austin Mack, who I think they're pretty darn high on.
0: But and he'll it, be a red-shirt freshman next year. Yes, and he's, and, he's... And, and he's still 17 years old. If you give him another... That's what year, I was saying. To to eat it, then
3: that's a good thing, right? Yeah, well he's 6'6 six, six, too, and you know, you don't want to be exposing that frame
1: before you have to. Yeah, you know, I, I don't see this this coaching staff um taking any year off. I think I think they uh, listen, any football program that's not taking advantage of the portal. By the way, is going to be left behind. That's just Malpractice. absolutely Debo or Dabo, Dabo, Sweet, Dad, You know, you know, that's just a reality. So, you know, and, and and not that I'm, you know, rooting for them bringing in a transfer. It wouldn't shock me if there right. was somebody there. Um, I I think you. I mean, I think every year you have to look at getting your, making your program better. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> I'm back. I'm I'm back now. I don't know what technological issue I was dealing with, but um, I, I would I would echo that sentiment. And I mean, that's it's it's only going to be that point will only be a stronger one like one year from now it's not like it's going to go backwards. So they'll, they'll just be more kids. There'll be more and more kids that are finding reasons, frankly, to be in the portal uh, each year. So yeah, if we're not paying attention, you can bet your ass Oregon is, or, you know, plenty of, plenty of other teams. So.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, I think that that's just, that's just the new, The new normal, you know, you recruit high school kids and, you know, I think the I think the thought of keeping them in your program for three or four years is probably the rarity anymore. Um, You know, you're recruiting those kids every year and you're scouring the transfer portal. Um, And I think that's just smart business. I think, you know, all those guys that 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 you recruit that, you know, that maybe don't commit to you at a high school. You know, I think those relationships, what well, we saw with, you know, Jeremy Bernard as example, eventually, you know, can come around.
2: I, I just would say I, I would definitely – I love Demo, and I, I heard what you guys were saying. I would challenge that kid still as much as possible. I mean, if, if they brought in somebody that won the job for him despite all his time in the program, and, um, and, and I, I think he did get a, a short shift, and he, he certainly got lousy coaching – and 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 maybe he could be a really good quarterback, but I would I would challenge him as much as possible. And if he wins the job, then that just becomes all that much more better of a story.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I completely agree. Competition, absolutely. Hey, we're you, coming up on twenty
3: minutes already, guys.
0: We are. So I'm going to um, put the bus back on the road, and I'm asked this question: Gentlemen, are we establishing a running game? Looking better than it was. Absolutely looking better than it was.
3: Yeah, Dylan Johnson looked healthy for the first time. I I thought he was still kind of dinged up the first couple games. He looked better at Michigan State, though I still didn't think he was 100% quite yet, but he was a heck of a lot closer. Uh, Nixon's still going to be very viable for us. Um, you know, Sam Adams does some things, and you know, we still haven't seen Daniel Nagata much. And nope. you know, he ran he ran us ragged last year in the desert.
1: So Isn't that at crazy? some point
3: yeah, at some point he'll probably do something for us. I'm I'm willing to bet.
1: Do you think we're gonna see more and more of Tybo Rogers too? Absolutely.
3: The yeah, kids think... kids got it going on as far as yeah, I can he's tell. got
1: yeah, he's got some pop, doesn't he? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Not the biggest guy in the world, but
2: He's, He's a, he, to me, he looks like a great fourth-quarter guy. You know, after you've leaned on him and guys are a little tired, right? um,
1: <laughs> you know,
2: that that guy gets a crease or someone gets sloppy, he really seems like, uh, you know, someone that could take it to the house.
3: Yeah. Well, and another week of uh, Parker Brailsford being at center and, you know, Garen Hatchick got the the start at right guard and, and maybe that is the the solidification of the uh-huh. offensive line <laughs> for the next foreseeable future which the more reps they get the better they're gonna be
0: so did Richard did did any of you listen to the coach's comments yesterday when I think it was softy asked the head coach if he could tell the difference or maybe it was grub between the brothers and the answer was sure long hair short hair <laughs> it was,
1: yeah, it was, yeah i read that too hysterical
0: it's perfect i've never enjoyed so much listening to the coaches talk after a game as this crew
2: yeah they're no great no every bullshit. one of them
0: every one of them yes jonathan yeah. i think those guys that symphony is all playing off the same sheet of Boy, music.
2: they really are yeah
0: Richard, you're the musician. What do you think?
3: (laughs) Well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm slow to endorse a coaching staff always because I want to see what happens over the long term. But I just I don't see any major chinks in their armor. And it's uh, it's been a pleasure to watch them uh run this show. And, you know, Kalen DeBoer is just a, an incredibly humble dude, but he is competitive as all get-out, man. He starts working the refs and chewing on them if he's not happy about something. Right. Early in the game, too.
0: How much did you enjoy that audio clip on television where they had him mic'd up and he talked to Taj Davis? I thought that was so cool. Pre-game.
1: It was... yeah. Yeah, it was pregame. Did you you see that?
3: I missed it. The only thing I saw pregame was uh, a video clip of DeBoer and Wilcox yucking it up at midfield before the game. And, you know, you could just tell Wilcox really, really likes DeBoer. And, uh, you know, that he thinks he's a good dude. And they they were definitely having a good time just, you know, Yes, well,
0: Terrence, go ahead and tell the story. What was your? Well, tell, tell us the story about um, the Mike Tip coach. Well,
1: the, the deal was so they were stretching. The Huskies were stretching, and and Coach DeBoer is going going around, and you know, and you know, you know, you know, love you guys, and you know, he taps one guy on the shoulder. You know, you know, I respect you, and you know, I appreciate what you're doing, and yada yada yada. And then you see you see Todd Davis in his cal dancing bear little costume come running over and 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 they embrace him and him and deborah deborah embrace and and you hear and you hear tosh davis say you know you know love you man and and deborah says the same thing back to him and it was it was so genuine um it was so cool it was just cool that 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 those players seem to really respect him and really like him and really want to play for him, you know, and it's not, and it, it, it's different because it's not, I don't think it's like out of fear. Like I think, you know, back in the old days that these coaches feared or players feared their coaches. I think they really respect this dude, you know, and I think they really want to play for him. It was, I just thought it was, really, it was a really cool moment. It was just, yeah. it was awful.
0: I, then- I, I fully agree. And my thought in the moment was, this is where our coach should have talked about, Wins, not clicks. Okay. Look, no, no, oh, no, no. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Richard said I don't get to talk about Oregon on this podcast. Yeah, that's because but... this isn't a
3: podcast about Oregon, Todd. So it, it's it's like true. It.
0: But, God damn it, we have a coach who is an adult and he's not a freaking cheerleader. Then and let's I talk love that. About,
3: then let's talk about him. Okay. Yeah. I love yeah. the comments that Ryan Grubb was making about Todd Stephens, Uh I, read, I was reading those and, you know, they're like, look, we love Todd. We respect him. He gave us all while I was here. He looked for a different opportunity. Zero hard feelings. We're going to move right. on, you know, from that and, and wish him the best. And and it was obviously very sincere. Uh, and I think that's just the way
0: they treat people, you know. Well, have, I, either, have either of you spent any time in eastern South Dakota?
1: No. Negative.
0: My – my mom was born and raised there. We went there a few years ago and we buried her ashes there. And we spent days with her family. That's who these people are. They are salt of the earth. They're tough. Those winners suck. <laughs> and Ka- Kalen DeBoer is well made at his core. And he is the, he is the center is the epicenter of this team right now. He sets the standards, that and the team not only re, re replies and responds to the standards, but the team tries to excel past those standards, and therein a culture is born. I I, I couldn't I couldn't be more excited at the idea of something that I think has has um, the ability to to stick and to last. And we can grow it. Yeah, well, I think better, we've got I think we got
3: figure, a guy. Better figure out how to keep him. And and Terrence was talking about the uh, terrifying comments of John Wilner uh, from yesterday when he was talking
1: about the fact that Michigan State's looking for a coach. In his yeah, Wilner no no he didn't say if the rumors out there that that, that they're looking at at, at Deboer. But he certainly implied that, and and further, he, oh. went, on to, he went on to say that you know that, that that even though they're they're paying Mel Tucker's salary, although although it is, they just fired him today for cause, I saw um, that that they have big pocket donors that would be more than happy to to ante up to pay pay off Mel Tucker and and give Deboer. What what Mel Tucker was getting paid, what nine point five million, which is more than double what he's making at Washington, it was terrifying.
3: Yeah, they better figure out how to bump uh, Kalen up to at least six in this offseason. What is go what
1: there. is um, I'm sorry, what is Dan Lanning and and um, uh, what's his name at USC uh, Lincoln Riley? What are they getting paid?
3: Oh, I think Lanning's in the above nine, and, and Lincoln's Lanning's probably number 10. I think
1: so. No
3: shit.
0: I think, you sure I, think, that? I think Riley's also included beachfront property and a private jet. Right. And I think he owns
1: half of L.A. entirely, doesn't he? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was stupid, stupid. The deal that they gave that guy it was ridiculous. Technical
2: difficulties. Technical difficulties. I'm back. Well, I'm, I'm running errands.
0: Oh, Jonathan, Jonathan, oh, I, love Jonathan, you, Jonathan I love you. When it comes, when it, when it comes, are you? Don't edit that ever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just keep chatting. I'm fine. I'm. Are, are we talking about Dan Lanning? Yes. Yes. Oh, is there an echo? Yes. 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 Yes.
3: yes. And who's on their computer that I keep hearing drink dring dring? And
0: oh, playing. that by the way, that <sighs> was Jonathan. And when he logs on, I echo Richard, and also do you. And all the rings are Jonathan. So right now the fly in the fucking punch bowl is our dear friend, the stay homer, Jonathan. And if he were to stay home in the podcast, we wouldn't have this problem. That was fantastic.
1: <laughs> this is the greatest episode yet.
2: This is because wreck.
0: somehow four guys who, between the four of them, are 238 years old, can't figure out tech or have a fucking shared phone call about their shared passion that is Husky football. God damn it. <laughs> and by the way, before I lose my mind, Richard, do we have any concerns going to the desert? Only
3: absolutely. <laughs> right. It's the desert. Weird shit happens. In what happens desert.
0: to Huskies with too much hair in the desert? You know,
1: and it's also it's going to be hot. Did you see that? No, I saw it's... the forecast. It's 100, 112 today, one hundred ten tomorrow. No, I don't Glo- know. It's,
0: uh, Global yeah, warming man,
1: it's, is a is a liberal myth, by the way. I mean, thank God. You know, it's a seven p.m. start, but that turf you can you can cook some sausage up on that turf. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so hot.
3: Terence, oh. was that was that temperature for Tucson or Phoenix?
1: It was for Tucson. Wow. I just, I looked. I was sitting. I was reading the paper. Looked. And I'm like, oh my! I, I had to read it twice. Like, holy hell! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No bueno, gentlemen.
3: That's no joke.
1: No. <laughs> no. But well, well, Richard, there's but on this other lining, there's a chance that Jaden Delora might not play. Oh. No, I. I've read this of his a couple times, not, not confirmed. I guess he, yeah, he's, he's nicked up or something's going on with him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it was questionable.
3: To fill in, I'm seeing a high of 95 for Saturday called for in
0: of... Okay. Well, for this kid, that's hot. Well, oh, wow. and that's,
1: that's probably at what four or five o'clock in the afternoon, right? That's sure. Here. So seven o'clock kickoff, it's not going to be chilly. No, they probably, they probably won't be wearing their hand warmers. No. Um, they better I tell you they better bring all their fans and cooling shit and everything. Well, um, you know, get on these guys fast, jump on them fast, don't mess around. Um don't turn the ball over, Huskies. Don't 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 give them any hope. Yeah. That's been True. the Achilles
0: heel in the desert to us yep. many times. A- a- am I an idiot for wanting yeah. to, to- well, oh, thank you <laughs> for wanting Deloria to play because I want to beat that guy. His I rewatched history,
3: last year's game not long ago, and I don't, if I don't see that guy again, I'm okay with it, man.
0: He, dude, you, Richard, I love you. I love you like my own skin. But you were a wreck after that game, and talking to you for a week was no fun. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because it felt tell like a why. loss.
3: It felt like I know. a loss, and I don't like to lose. The winning is just fine. I love the winning, but I'm with T Bone. Don't like losing. Don't oh, like losing.
0: And that game is...
3: felt like a loss. I saw somebody with an Arizona shirt on on Sunday or Monday walking around town, and my heart sank. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, wait,
1: <laughs> wait. Oh, thank God. We didn't lose to them. It just felt like it. It's not my problem to worry about how healthy Arizona is, it's my job to kick their ass.
2: Yes. Whatever.
1: End of story. I I don't I don't have to worry about will we beat them because I, I don't care. Just
0: scoreboard, just scoreboard. That's all One I and care oh. about. One zero. Oh. One and zero. Oh. New Heisel's finest moment. was Score, fantastic. Scoreboard
1: baby. Scoreboard baby.
0: <laughs> yep.
3: He had some good ones. Yep. I loved his game day adjustments, but uh, I didn't always have the team ready to play and I didn't like the way he recruited either. But other than that, I have no hard feelings. I I like listening to New He's entertaining. Oh, for sure. Be a great guy to, you know, hang out and
1: go golfing with. Oh my God. Can you imagine having a couple of cocktails with that guy?
3: He'd be full of all sorts of great
0: stories. Oh for sure. Yeah. Anyway,
3: (laughs) we're coming up on almost forty minutes. So
0: Well, luckily, the audio quality of this particular version is so shitty. That we're going to be lucky to have a seven-minute finished product, and it's going to take me fourteen goddamn hours to edit it. Thank you, Jonathan. Gentlemen, tell me what's going to happen in the desert. Go for it, Terrence. (laughs) I I mean,
1: I have, I have, you know, PTSD from being down there and watching us lose. Now more frequently in Tempe than Tucson, but. It, it it makes me nauseous thinking about that um we i we are, we are a better team right now than we were last year when we played them but that was in seattle yeah i don't know i don't know what how much they're about um, i know they they lost their best receiver that transferred to usc you know they struggled to beat stanford last week but i don't know if that was with Delora, I I I really don't know. Um, I have to believe that we're better than they are, but I have said that numerous times when we've played the Sun Devils and, and the Wildcats down there, only to take the big L up the ass. So so I I gotta think we're gonna win this game. I think we're better, but I, who the hell knows? It's it's the desert. It could be a lot closer than we think or
3: than it should be just because, well, weird things happen in the desert, bad turnovers at the wrong time. Not that there's ever a good time for one, but um, this, yeah, it's the desert, man. You can't take anything for granted. The good news is this coaching staff seems to have their attention and we have coaches like Jamarcus (laughs) Shepard. I just love that guy. Gosh. I Love his attitude and the way he he works over these receivers. Um, I mean, it's it's beautiful. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Terrence. I think we get it done, but I'm I'm going to be nervous every game this year. There's just no two ways about it, and I'm really going to crank up the Xanax in November.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Xanax with a with a Negroni chaser for sure.
0: Um, By the way, Richard being nervous about football, newsflash. We enough. we 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 cannot exit this recording without referencing the captain. Mm. And very quickly, when we were getting prepared to travel to East Lansing, the captain, sitting here next to me, sharing a mic, said, we're 3-0, don't worry about it. The week later, the captain and I, on his podcast, if you will, Jimmy Rogers' Neighborhood, which no one's listening to, damn it. When I mentioned Cal, he said, don't worry about it. We love Richard. Don't worry, 4-0. So then this week, after Cal, I asked him, what do you think? Arizona, the desert, bad things happen, bad history, blah, blah, blah. He's like, 5-0. I
3: got a different story from him. He gave me the trap game call. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. That was his first comment to me after the after the call game was trap game.
0: Well, you know, you know why you have a different story than mine.
3: Uh, uh, you're gonna tell me.
0: I am because I made mine up. Uh, well, there you go. Technically, this is the worst podcast of my life. Excellent. Like oh, God. Con- content wise. <laughs> I love you both, including the stay homer, who right now isn't with us. And what do you say we go down there and we get over our fears and our worries and our concerns and we just kick this shit out of the Wildcats? Let's kick their asses. Yeah, I, I, I
1: toast to that. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's go 5-0. and We didn't get to 5-0 and last year. So let's let's get to 5-0 and this year. Let's, because- let's start there.
0: Amen brother because Richard has told me I don't get to start hating on the quackers until after we leave the desert i've got nothing but empty ice cubes in my cocktail and i'm out go dogs yeah go i think dogs. you
3: got the new intro for the for the barking dogs though go ahead the new intro is that section with Jonathan. What the hell, honk, honk. That's the entr- that is the entrance to the every recording from here on. If that's not on the introduction, I'm out. That's got to be it. Where the, here that's- come the friends? Oh, honk. What the hell, God!
0: <laughs> how about I just record you, and how about you're the intro? No, no, <laughs> no. no! You got to no.
1: Jonathan's because it was so perfect. How- yeah, absolutely.
0: Couldn't All make it up. All you, you call it perfect, I call it painful. <laughs> Fellas, let, let, let's get a win. <laughs> and, and then let's begin two weeks of hate oh. on the Quackers. And our friend Richard, who, by the way, I, rumor has it, he's traveling to one of the greatest places in America, and is going to be likely off the grid. But if we get it done, next week when Richard joins us for this recording – He'll be sitting at 7,000 feet in the heart of America, staring at Tatanka.